Welcome to Famous First Times. Uh, this is a podcast we're doing about celebrities having sex for the first time. Uh, I'm here with Ian. Alright. Ian's a DJ and a writer. Dom's a cartoonist and a musician. Oh yeah, I do the uh, the picture of, of me and Ian that you can see on your phone, if you listen to it on your phone. Yeah, we're not having that picture, that fucking picture. If if you're listening to this and Ian looks alright, Ian's made me change it because he looks minging in real life. I look alright in real life. I oh, don't look like mean... fucking that. Right. Fucking step toe. But all these stories are going to be true that you bring into me, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're, all, they're, all, they're from their autobiographies, so it's what well, it's what they reckon's true, but we're going to find out if it's true. Yes, yeah, so, so let's crack on. What we what have we got this episode? Right, this episode we're looking at two two dirtbags, two proper scrubbers from either side of the Atlantic Ocean. So one of them's from England, yeah, and the other one's where's, what's on the other side? America. All right, yeah. So <laughs> so let's fucking let's do this. Right here we go. So who have we got this week? Well done. I've got a local lad for you this week. Is it uh, Bernard Manning? No, sadly not, no. Who is it? It's Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays, Black Grape and Celebrity Jungle. <laughs> yeah, I know Sean Ryder. Yeah, do you like the Happy Mondays? Uh, don't. I'm not like big into the Happy Mondays. Mm. I don't hate them. I don't think they're shit. I think, mm. think they're all right. I think the I think that Sean Ryder's pretty interesting. Yeah, you I'm like him. Quite interested to know what he's like he's on sk- the bonk. On the bonk. So, how do you think Sean Ryder lost his virginity? Um, summer fucking out there. He's probably like off his tits on loads and loads of ease and speed. A summer at twelve, <laughs> and okay. just just a cousin a summer. <laughs> Well, just, his cousin. <laughs> just because, like, just he's an animal, isn't he? So this is Sean Ryder's autobiography. It's called Twisting My Melon, and it was published in 2011. I lost my virginity when I was 13 To a girl I knew from Salford In an underground car park in central Manchester I was wearing parallels at the time which meant I could easily get my pants off without taking my shoes off. I didn't want to be messing around trying to get me eight old Doc Martins off in some underground car park. Just whip my pants off and kept my docks and my socks on. She didn't see it on mind. I wasn't the first of my pals to lose a virginity. I was probably about average age. Most of us had girlfriends from age or seven or eight. You might have not done much, but there was still the doctors and nurses sort of games going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so losing your virginity at 13 was no big deal, although it always seemed like someone else was getting it more than you, to be honest. Yeah? Underground car park, that seems about right for him, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it suits him, it suits Sean Ryder. Yeah. In Salford. Just in the middle of a puddle or something. What are parallels? Have you got any idea what parallels are? No. 
I think it's just big pants, big, huge pants, maybe fleurs. What, what the fuck? Why? Would... I, I've never heard that term though. But, well, he says it like we should know what the fuck he's on about. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. And to be fair, he seems a lot more interested in fashion than than shagging. <laughs> yeah, girls there's lots of, about his pants and his shoes and his socks. And Doc Martens, eight hole Doc Martens. Oh yeah, that's specific. That's really specific. But when you're wankered off, like. Loads of fucking cat or whatever. <laughs> probably is a bit that. hard. So I thought I thought the ending was quite quite sad. Although it always seemed like someone else was getting it more than you. He was thirteen. Why is he so arsed about his <laughs> mate shagging? He's shagging at thirteen, but still felt inferior because he weren't shagging like what every bloody night saying <laughs> car park. Yeah, it's a really plaintive sign-off. We have got another story about a uh, time later in his life when he wrote a song for the first Happy Mondays album yeah 24 Hour Party People a song called Ennery Ennery is a little more specific as it's pretty much about sexually transmitted diseases pass your germ pass your bug at the time I wrote that Bez and our Paul were crashing at my flat and there were a lot of sexually transmitted diseases passed on so it would have been at the forefront of me mind. There were a number of girls we hung out with at the time. They weren't necessarily groupies. They were just part of your extended social group. And at that age, almost everyone ends up shagging each other. (laughs) The worst STD I picked up was a few months after we recorded the album when I got this huge genital wart that was almost the size of a throat lozenge and I ended up having to go to a clap clinic in town to have it seen too. Yeah, it's a good story, that, isn't it? <laughs> Why would he put that in? Why is that important enough to, to let everyone know? He, he, he's, he loves being a fucking dirty bastard, doesn't he? That's his modus operandi. Loves, yeah, gross, grossing people out. And that is fucking minging. Yeah. A genital wart that was the size of a throat lodging. I mean, it's, there's other stuff that size that he, that he could have used to compare it to. What, like? I don't know, a grape or something. It's black grape. Throat lozenge makes you think of sucking on it, and just and, and it, yeah, he wanted you want to know how slimy it is as well. Oh, sticky, sticky, yeah. yeah uh, he's thought about that. That's why he's used that horrible imagery. Classic Sean Ryder, which brings me to the question of: Is Sean Ryder woke? I don't. He's not disrespecting anyone. He's keeping them purely anon. Yeah, but which he, is good. They, they're not like he's not. It's not overly sexualising. He doesn't talk about them as faceless tits and asses. He doesn't talk about the body parts at all. No, it's mostly about him. Him and what he was wearing. And, and how disgusting his body was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Story. the bullshit scale, what would, you, what would you give Sean Ryder on the bullshitometer? Oh, probably, probably zero. I think this is 100% true. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Do you think he really kept his shoes and socks on? I think mm. he did, because, like... He's, he's doing that thing of making it a bit funny and a bit of a vivid image, but it also it really suits Sean Ryder. Because yeah. he's a fashion-conscious, but grebby as well. But not grotty enough to want to get his feet wet while he's doing his business. Mm.
Who have we got now? DMX. DMX. You don't know who that is, do you? It's, um, it's, yeah. Do it's you? one of them um, one of them rappers, isn't it? One of them rappers? <laughs> one of them rappers <laughs> with loads of money and no fucking tunes. Oh, oh I, I disagree. He has got tunes. He's got X Gone Give It To You and he's got Party Up. You yeah. must know Party Up. Party Up In Here. Party Up In Here, Party Up In Here, hey, ho. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a good guess, wasn't it? Because they all sound fucking a bit like that, don't they? All these SoundCloud rappers. That fucking SoundCloud rapper, he's been around for MySpace the 90s. rapper then. Nice. Converted to SoundCloud. Oh, man, you know nothing about DMX, do you? I know good hip hop, and it's Tone Lock, and it's The Beastie Boys, and it's some Beck stuff. Beck? And, yeah, he's like proper hip hop. He does rapping anyway. I know all of Ice Ice Baby word for word. Right, we're going to have a lot of DMX fans listening to this. All right, you don't want to upset any bloody gangsters, is that what it is? Right, he's been to prison a lot, a lot, man. (laughs) So he's an hard bastard. He's a really fucking hard bastard. We don't really want to piss DMX off, man. Oh, come on, let's let's just get into it. Right, okay, so... No, it's not going to get to DMX, is it? I hope not. I've just loaded up. His songs, so you never know any of these fuckers. What these bitches want, bring your whole crew. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I can't say that one, that's got the N word in it. Get at me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear some of him, shall I? We'll get on his vibe. Oh, that's awful music. I don't want to be one of them, like, music purists who, uh, like, I don't like stuff that's done on a computer and stuff. And I don't like anything from this decade, but that that kind of music turns me into that guy. (laughs) Play Party Up, you probably know that. Party Up. Up in here, you're gonna make me lose my mind, lose my mind, lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's almost like a real song in it. <laughs> right. How do you think DMX lost his virginity? Probably. Um. Fuck <laughs> <Well>, knows, <laughs> man. Just fuck knows. Why would I know how fucking this? <laughs> Dude who lives in a completely different world from me had his first encounter. Right, anyway, so this is from DMX's autobiography, published in 2003, entitled EARL, Earl, the Autobiography of DMX. So, um, DMX Um, is from... DMX is from New York. From New York. York. And this first part isn't specifically his virginity story, but it sets the scene. All right. People often said Uncle Pinky and me looked alike, and as a kid, I really admired him. It didn't hurt his... <laughs> it didn't hurt his image with me that he was always getting pussy, constantly fucking in my room. There was no lock on my bedroom door, so in the morning, I would walk in there and see him and his girl laid up, legs hanging out all crazy. Uh, oh, you guys were doing something. 
I just couldn't figure out why the room smelled like cornflakes. Soggy cornflakes. You know when you leave your bowl on the table for like three hours and the flakes just get all stuck to the sides? Well, that's why pussy used to smell like to me. <laughs> An accurate rendering of DMX's voice there, Dom. I'm just, just doing the New York bit, bit, bit of a gangster New Yorker. Hey, what up with all y'all? So that's what you think DMX sounds like? I've, I don't know, yeah. It's New York, innit? So, so what do you think of DMX's Uncle Pinky? Uh, <laughs> why did they look alike? He's his uncle, related. What the question's that? <laughs> what? His Uncle Pinky was always shagging in DMX's room. It seems a bit out of order. I mean, because he was saying they looked like I was thinking, was he was he pretending that he was DMX so he could... No, DMX was a fucking go. child at this point. All he was right. a young child. Right, OK. But Uncle Pinky was like, what, a teenager? Pro- probably a grown man. Right. I mean, let's get to the elephant in the room. Right. Soggy cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that analogy before. He commits to it. He really commits to this idea. Yeah. Sex smells like soggy cornflakes. Yeah, it's a vivid image with him. And he's probably... I bet he says that all the time whenever anyone, like... I bet he always gets a laugh and he knows that's his go-to. If anyone talks about sex, he goes, Yeah! <laughs> It's like cornflakes, you know, guys. <laughs> and they're like, "Ho ho ho, Dmax is such a, is such a joker." Yeah, but it's like cornflakes. <laughs> does he? Does he really think that? Oh, what's he on about? <laughs> I want to get. I want to. I want to get some cornflakes. Three hours <laughs> soaking cornflakes for three hours to get that specific sex smell. <laughs> well, break it down. What cornflakes and milk? He's basically saying it's off milk. Well, no, you, leave, it, milk. you leave milk for three hours, doesn't turn, and it's not the milk; it's mm. the cornflakes. Um, yeah, it's a combination. Because it's what does what? I want to smell soggy cornflakes. Do you want to go I've got some cornflakes. I'm not waiting three hours we'll, for this. We'll, so we'll chat back in. There's going to be some big dead air. So let's just say <laughs> it's not what I expected him to start talking about. <laughs> <laughs> cornflakes. <laughs> The fucking least gangster food that you, I can think of. Right, should we get to his virginity story? Yeah, his specific right. virginity story. Okay. When I was younger, my mother's friend, Thelma, used to come over to my apartment all the time. <laughs> I remember Thelma because she always used to cheer my mother on when she was giving me a beating. You better go ahead and teach him a lesson, Net. She had two daughters of her own, so when they came over, my sister and I would have a sleepover with them in the living room. But my big thrill didn't come from sleeping so close to girls that weren't my sisters. It came from when I walked in the bathroom one morning while Thelma was getting dressed. She was pulling up her stockings, and I noticed that she didn't have any pennies on. It took her a couple of seconds to realize I was staring between her legs... But bad Tam, I've seen all I needed to. There was my first lock of pussy. But it wasn't until my last visit, home from Children's Village. <laughs> what the fuck's Children's Village? <laughs> that I actually got my first piece. 
The woman was 26 and lived in the same building as me in School Street. I would see her sometimes. She used to talk to me in the elevator about how her husband was fucking up. (laughs) (laughs) And wasn't home a lot. Then one day she just invited me up to her apartment. I was 14, right in the middle of puberty. And I was sprouting out kind of big from all of the running and working out I was doing group home. But I was surprised that she kept smiling at me because I know I must have looked like a straight lumberjack with my CV outfit on. (laughs) When we got inside the place, she started acting kind of funny. She said the kind of pain medication or something she was taking was making her horny. And when she pulled me into the kitchen and started kissing me, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. (laughs) I never had sex before. I ain't even been around girl that much. In CV, they had weekend dances with some girls from a local group home. But I rarely went. So when this grown-ass woman started touching me, (laughs) I got thirsty right away. Then she took me in the bedroom. She was wearing a long red dress. And when she turned to me and pulled it up, I saw that she had stockings on with no drawers. You see this? She asked me. Oh, shit. I thought. (laughs) I guess I'm a man now. I was nervous as hell. She got me on top of her and did it real quick. And I almost died in the process. But I was in the game. Nothing was ever said between us after that day, and she wouldn't even speak to me in the elevator anymore. A few years later, when I brought my man over to her house to try to show her off to him, she fronted on me claiming that nothing ever happened. Looking back, I think that she kind of took advantage of me that day, but fuck it, I enjoyed it. He was 14. Yeah. Figures, done it? Figures. Yeah. Rum little bastard. Little street kid having sex at 14. Oh, yeah, and she wanted to get back at her husband. Yeah. Even though he looked like a straight lumberjack. (laughs) With his children's village outfit on. Yeah, yeah, is that what CV is? Yeah, children's village. I don't don't know what that is. Is that his school? I think that's his school. That'll be like some kind of Cub Scouts, won't it? (laughs) (laughs) It'll be like a little Cub Scout uniform with a little hat with the badge on it. (laughs) And uh, it'll be like green blazer and... Like a knotted hanky round his neck. That's what lumberjacks look like. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of he's kind of honest about it. He said he was nervous. He said he almost died in the process. Yeah. What the fuck. <laughs> he just he just says it like we should just know that what he's going on about. <laughs> like was he just it's a lot for him to handle? I think he was like got so excited that I don't know. I was so excited that what he'd have a heart attack. Yeah. At fourteen. So so he's out of breath? Well, but he was used to physical exertion, weren't he? Because he did all the running and he was getting... He was he was sprouting... What did he say? Sprouting out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a really weird way of putting it. I was thinking, like, he was, when, I, when I started reading it, like, sprouting... And I thought, oh, is he going to start talking about all his pubes, like, coming out <laughs> yeah. of his pants or something? But no, he said, from all the running and working out. Yeah, so he should, he should have nearly died from, yeah. from, a, from a quick shag. But he's angry. He's very angry at her for, for not even speaking to him after. And denying it. Yeah. Well, he did bring a mate over to just show off about it, which is weird. So he brought his friend oh, right yeah, to yeah, her house. Oh, yeah, yeah, brought a man over to her house. So that's, that's not his boyfriend. No, no, it's his, it's his mate. He's, he's gay, though, yeah. 
This oh. is right. Okay, <laughs> I thought that's why. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, brought brought his boy over to the house to what to say because he'd been bragging to him saying I shagged this bird who was twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You did. Yeah. Fucking show you. Come over. So they went over to to their house where she's living with her husband. <laughs> yeah, and you're, kid. Tell me, mate, tell me, mate, what you did to us. And <laughs> for some reason, she doesn't want to just she admit it. To, she weirdly didn't want to talk about having <laughs> sex with a 14-year-old boy in a, in a family home. And he didn't, she didn't speak to him as well. Like, he thought that was going to be the beginning of a, a wonderful relationship together where she shagged a Teenage boy. <laughs> 14 year old boy. Quite sad at the end. Looking back, I think she kind of took advantage of me that day. But because he's a big hard man, fuck it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I think he's, I think he was a little bit like emotionally attached to her, but he was full on obsessed with her. Well, he says after this, the line straight after is After that, I became a wolf for the pussy. All right. Who, what were? I was a fucking hound. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's really into dogs, DMX. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does a dog fight and he's got them two songs, the dog in the title, that we've seen. So, yeah, so he probably he became a, a wolf for the pussy because he was hurt and he wanted to go out on a rampage and mm. show this woman that didn't need her <laughs> and there's other women he can do it with. Poor DMX. It, it paints a vivid picture with both of these women. Yeah. Both got no knickers on, and it's, and, it, and it's like a bit of a, ooh, bit of a confessions of a rapper. Yeah, the stockings and that. Stockings with no drawers. <laughs> he calls them drawers. <laughs> Americans don't do that, do they? I thought it was more drawers. a 50s British thing. I guess I'm a man now. When he's seen, when he's seen it, when she's seen she had no knickers on, I guess I'm a man now. <laughs> You're not a man just because someone's... Because someone shows you the muff on the man. When you... Well, just doing your dick in it. There's another story. It's about being filmed for... Oh, yeah, he was in loads of films, wasn't he? He tells the director to keep the room warm so that his balls wouldn't shrivel up. Because loads of women are watching him. His balls. He's worried about his balls shriveling up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want all these women thinking he's got tiny balls. <laughs> That's what he's worried about, shriveling up. Right, DMX. Whatevs. Bullshit scale. <sighs> Fuck knows. Can't work him out. It's not it's not in my world, this guy. <laughs> Fucking eight. Eight? No, he's got, I think it's mostly true. Alright. He, he, he sounds quite <laughs> <laughs> I think he went the wrong way. Right, yeah. He sounds quite honest about it. Candid. Yeah, alright, I'll have that. Yeah, two. Uh, is he woke? Is DMX woke? I'm trying to see anything really disrespectful. I mean, he talks about pussies smelling like soggy cornflakes. I don't think that's very nice. But we've got the flakes soaking in the tub downstairs. We'll tell you next week what cornflakes smell like once they've been soaked out for three hours. See if he's right. This was a Giveover production. You can email us at fft at giveover.co.uk or ring or leave a message on 07896 
Yeah, just leave a message on there because we're not going to pick up, are we? We're yeah, not. fuck no. So we're on Instagram at Famous First Times, it's all one word. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube and it's Give Over, all one word on each one of those. Music and artwork by Dom. Me.